this week's Haptorah portion is going to be read from the book of Micah. Uh, it's in both chapters 5 and chapter 6, starting in chapter in uh, chapter 5 with verse 6. And this week's Haptorah, Micah gives a series of short prophecies directed at the at the Israelites. And in the in the opening verses, he refers to them as the remnant of Jacob. Verse six, chapter five, the starts off with the remnant of Jacob will be in the midst of many people, like dew from Hashem, like raindrops upon grass, which is not hoped for from man and not awaited for from a human being. The remnant of Jacob will be in the midst among many peoples. Now, the, the, the many people are those who, those from the nations who are gathering to be against, to go against Jerusalem. And the, the dew references the dew from Hashem. The dew comes from God, from heaven. And no one who hopes in, and no one who hopes in Him will not put his trust in any man to bring it to him, but he will, he will put his hope in Hashem alone, since it is he who causes the dew and rain to fall upon the earth. Only Hashem, not man. So the, the, the following verses, which is not hoped for in man and not awaited for in any human, human being. Don't, it's not going to come from man, it's going to come from Hashem. The text goes on to say, and the remnant of Jacob will be among the nations in the midst of many in the midst of many peoples, again, the, the nations gathered together to be against Jerusalem like a lion among the animals of the forest and like a lion's whelp among flocks and sheep who when he passes by, tramples and tears apart and there is no accuser. So he's going to be like a lion in the forest. He will, he will, he will overpower them He will overpower them and, and, and like a lion rules over the beast in a forest. You know, so he will he'll, he'll take care of them. He'll smite them. As, 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 as small in numbers as they will be, with God's help, they, they will, will overcome the many. Then it, the verse goes on to say, and it will be on that day, on that day, there's a couple commentaries. There's a commentary that says that this is after the war with of Gog and Magog. It will be on that day the word of Hashem. I will eliminate the horses from your midst, and I will destroy your chariots. Either that the horses he's going to eliminate that they won't need them to defeat. They won't need them to defeat their enemies, or their enemies won't have them because he'll eliminate them. They he'll he's going to take them away from them. He said, "He says, I will eliminate the walled cities from your land. He's going to take down the walled cities because it's going to be a time of peace. There'll be no need for walls. He's going to he's going to eliminate the witchcraft, and there will be no diviners among you with with the presence with the divine presence resting in the land. There'll be nobody. There'll be nobody going to resorting to witchcraft and and sorcery and going to diviners." It says then it says, "I will eliminate your graven idols." And you will no longer prostrate yourselves from your own handiwork. It says that that's, that'll be gone. You'll, you'll know what your wrong is. It says, I will uproot the Asherah trees from your midst, and I will destroy those who hate you. The text goes on to say, 
And with anger and wrath, I will carry out revenge against the nations because they did not listen. When didn't they listen? There's, there's, there's commentary here that says, now we've learned when the Torah was given, the Torah was offered to many nations. You know, but for one law, it was either thou shalt not steal. It's like, oh, no, we can't have that one. You know, I mean, this is, this is how we live. You know, and there's another law. Oh, we can't have that law either. But when it came to the Israelites, they said, okay, we'll take it. We will, we will do and we will hear. So because they did not listen, they did not listen to the laws. Then in chapter 6, the verse, the, it goes on in, in verse 1. It says, Listen now that Hashem says to me, Arise and contend before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. So there's commentary here. It says, Before the mountains and let the hills hear your voice, the mountains would represent the patriarchs. They would represent Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. They would hear, the, the, the hills would represent the matriarchs, Rebecca. It would, it would, Rebecca, um, Sarah, Leah, and he says, I want you to pay attention to them. I, I, need, I need you to go out there and, and get their ear. I want you to contend with them. And he says, listen, listen, you mountains, pay attention. I'm, I'm, I'm about ready. I'm, I want to tell you how your descendants have not been paying attention. I want you to hear me out. Listen to me. Then, then, then the, the text goes on and says, My people, what wrong did I do to you? And how did I tire you? Shem was like, where did I go wrong? What commandments did I give you that made you, that were so wearisome? What did I give you? There's, the rabbis go on to say that the offerings that were, were um, that the Israelites were told to give, they weren't offerings. They didn't have to go out. These, these weren't offerings of wild beasts. These were domestic animals that they raised that were right there. They didn't have to go out and work and take, and to take away from their studies and their closeness from Hashem. The, the, those were, the, they had those right there next to them. So, so how did I tire you? Testify against me. Tell me, tell me, tell me. You know, this is your opportunity. Then he goes on to say, and he, he kind of changes the tone a little bit and kind of shares a little goodness. He says, for I have brought you from the land of Egypt and, and redeemed you from the house of bondage. The house of bondage where there was no slaves that escaped. You know, if you were a slave there, you were a slave. You, that, that you were born a slave, you'll die a slave. He says, I sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam for you. Moses to teach you the laws. Aaron to atone for your sins. And Miriam for the women, to teach the women. I sent you these great leaders. You know, he, he says, this is what I did for you. Goes on to say, my people hear now what Balak, king of Moab, schemed and what Balaam, son of Beor, answered him. This is the direct uh, relationship to this week's uh, portion. It says, Balak, I, Balaam, he says that he could not curse him. He could not curse them. He says, how can I curse if God had not cursed? Only I could have done this. He, his intentions were to curse you, and yet he blessed you. And he goes on, and then even though he started talking, uh, he was kind of leaning towards goodness when he was saying this, he, he says, 
then he ends, he says, in all events from Shittim to Gilgal. As we learned this past Sunday and today in Shittim, what happened in there with the Israelite men and the Moabite women, and all the way into Gilgal, where they, had, where they were resting, I mean, where they were at the time, and they fell into their idol worship. He goes, and, and after all this, after all this that I did for you, you still fell into idol worship. Then he says, and you ask. He says, and if you ask, with what shall I approach? Do I need to bring, do I need to approach with, with, with burnt offerings or, or, or with calves in their first year? Calves in their first year because those would be the most choice. You know, will Hashem be pleased by the thousands? The people are asking, will Hashem be pleased by the thousands of rams or with tens of thousands of streams of, uh, 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 of oil? It says in, in, in with what will I accept? By whom? Who will bestow such kindness? Why? How could I bring anything for the sins that we've done? He says, shall I, they, then the people say, shall I give over my firstborn son? Now this was something that, that was only happening at the, I'm sorry, firstborn son. Shall I give over my firstborn to atone for my sins, my transgressions, the fruit of my belly, for the sin of my soul? Now at that time, I believe it was the Canaanites who were, into uh, sacrificing, you know, which was prohibited, sacrificing their, their, their children, and it was prohibited. So it's like, what do we do? Then he, and the, the half Torah ends with, with a real famous verse. He said, As he told you, O man, what is good? What does Hashem require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? Now to do justice, now to do justice, that's not only with those commandments between man and God. It's doing justice and being just with your fellow man. Do those acts of kindness, with, or do those commandments with, with, with as much uh, of your whole heart. Then it goes on to say to love kindness. I think most of the text up until now, it was, I've always understood it to be kindness, to do kindness, but to love kindness, to chase after it, not just to do it out of a mere obligation, but to love to do it. The text, the commentary says to do it um, more than your neighbor would desire. You know, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, do I, you know, do, do how, how do I do that? I was like, wow, to love to do kindness. You know, my... I thought of me because my wife often tells me I end up getting scolded a lot of times because, you know, many times I've borrowed to give. You know, I've I've gone without to provide for others. And um, those are the times that I was thinking about because my wife's the first one to to say, you know, if I was going to go do this, this job, well, are you going to get paid for it? <laughs> because far too often, you know, I would, I would always take off and go do these jobs um, when I was out in the field and do these jobs. And I said, well, you know, maybe later on we'll need one. We'll need something and it will come back. And, you know, but to love to do kindness. And then to walk, with hum- to walk humbly with your God. That's, that's, that's the third kind of uh, what, is, what is God ask of us to walk humbly with your God there was a commentary I was something I was listening to when I was kind of doing some research on that and there was 
this rabbi was mentioning a, a rabbi by the name of, I don't want to get his uh, name wrong, Rabbi Avidor, Avigdor Miller. And whenever talking about this, he says, is there anything that you do that is just a secret between you and Hashem, between you and our Creator? Just between you. You're not, you're not receiving any kind of honor. It's just a secret between you and Hashem, something kind, something nice that you don't, you're not expecting anything else. You're not expecting anything of it. It's just between you and Hashem. And that was, that, that, that like leveled me. And I can only hope that one day, you know, um, hopefully one day soon, we can start doing, you know, doing these acts of kindness and, and walking humbly before God, you know, not expecting anything, not expecting anything in return.